Startup Unscripted. The questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your host, Michael Dencio. All right, guys, here we go. Another round here of Startup Unscripted. We are rolling it back, just like I said in the preview. And I'm I'm super excited today because um, we've got a special guest, guest here, uh, uh, a guy that I respect and have been watching for many years. Um, and uh, he caught my eye 2016. And, I, and I'll give that story here in a second. But uh, Dr. David Rice, founder of DDS, I'm sorry, Ignite DDS. Uh, also, side note, uh, chief editor of Dentist, uh, Dentistry IQ, sidebar, maybe in two years, you might not be, but right now it is. So that's kind of cool. And on top of all the other things, he's still a practicing doctor and has his hands wet. So uh, I'm super uh, flattered and, and, and I appreciate your time, buddy, because you're a busy dude. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So so folks, listeners, uh, you know how this goes, totally unscripted, but today's topic is vision. And as you all know, to me, this isn't just a, a thing you talk about. This is something that you want to spend some time on because the clearer you are on what you're trying to do, the easier and better you'll get to it. And Mr. David has had all kinds of visions, whether they're nightmares or not. <laughs> <laughs> but he has all these things going on and he executes everything he does that I see anyways. And so this guy has clear vision and he was a dentist and he did it all also. So, so David, welcome to the program, man. Like first question, uh, well, real quick, I, I think it's, it makes sense to talk about Ignite DDS a little bit. Um, you guys have a powerhouse following. I love what you're doing. Just give my listeners and followers uh, a little bit about Ignite DDS, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, not at all. So, gosh, we started a little over a decade ago as this local thing out of, you know, Western New York, a couple hundred young dentists and dental students. And today we reach over a million and a half young dental pros. I know a month. It's insane to me um, where what? we've grown to. Yeah, it's, it's nutty, right? And okay, the last time I heard that number, <laughs> it was not that number, by the way. So, yeah, what? Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. you know, and, and I think honestly, we meet so many young dentists and so many dental students. And then obviously we meet team members that kind of come with them and grow up with them pretty much because everybody knows Ignite, like Ignite's your community. It's their community. It's everybody's community. It's not mine. Like I'm, you know, I'm the guy who maybe had the concept a decade ago, but that's really my role is is, is, you know, like band leader and then get out of the way. And we have like an incredibly talented team of young dentists who really, they are our core team. So they're your listeners. They might be, um, you know, eight months out of school up to, I think, nine years out of school. Mm. Some um, did startups, some did acquisitions, some are looking to do one of those two right now. It's, it's, yeah. it's a really great team to be a part of. Let's do that. It's super cool. I I always find it wild when someone calls me for next level and says, "Hey, man, I've been listening to your program. I found you on Facebook, and it's just amazing how." Yeah. I mean, I'm. I guess I'm considered kind of old these days because it wasn't like that when I was growing up. I didn't have all these resources, so to have nope. that kind of stuff for these guys is super cool and important. And you said it was your concept. It, it was. Uh, it was your vision. I mean, hence today, like you had this vision for it and. 
you executed. I knew you when I don't know if you remember this, but I, I probably came. I was one of the speakers at a Colorado uh, yep. student and you were talking about disc. And this was before even my fortune days, because we also hung out a little bit at fortune and disc was like this was kind of you kind of uh, introduced disc. Uh, we use disc and it's a leadership tool, folks, and not today's topic. But uh, that's when I met this guy. And that's well, that was before Ignite EDS. So it's been cool to see this thing grow. Um, so hats off to you, man, what, what you've uh, accomplished and all the things you're doing for, you. your, for your folks. Vision. OK, so here we are. We're, we're running it back, folks. We're going to the top and running all, all the way back uh, through. We've got a lot to, to publish here soon, but this is the top of the top. You start with vision, you get it, you get a clear idea and you, and you execute. So, David, when you were in these guys' shoes and you didn't own, did you have a clear vision? Did you know what you wanted to do? Did you figure out how important vision was later? Like loaded three questions there. But just like let's start having a conversation about vision and how important it is. Yeah. So I'm going to say, you know, I was a lot like most of your listeners at first. I heard of this thing called vision. <laughs> I, I knew I, I knew I wanted to be a great dentist. I knew I wanted to be an owner. But if you said, you know, crystal clarity, did I have that? No, not at all, which is um, which which I like to share out loud because I think um, too many young dentists get stuck in the mud and they feel so overwhelmed as an associate that even though they're not happy, even though they're working twice as hard and, and most of that money's coming in my pocket, not their own, it becomes so daunting to take that leap because all these concepts feel so foreign and assembling a team feels so foreign, internal mm -hmm. and external. And, and the fact of the matter is, um, you know, guys, if I did it, like you totally can do it. You know, like I didn't have like some magic or secret sauce. I've developed that over the last, you know, 29 years. Um, certainly have it today, um, the recipe. But, you know, when I was you, I didn't have that. My gosh. So what would so with that being said you know that i hate when people say if i knew what i knew now yeah it, but it's so true right like what i could accomplish in my 30s if i knew what i knew now in my 40s uh um, yeah. would, would be gosh like so i'm gonna ask you like what would you tell the listener right now who's thinking startup or acquisition i know a lot of my uh, listeners bounce back and forth but like Acquisition is a little harder. Let's just put that on the table. Acquisition is a little harder because you're buying somebody else's practice and you might have your vision, but it, it could be totally different than what you're buying. And that's going to be a slow burn where startup is like blank canvas. I get to do exactly what I want. And that's one of the benefits of startup. And so if you're a startup thinking startup, which you're listening to the program, David, how yeah. would like... What, what did you learn? How would you go about that process? What would you think about, you know, what, what are all those things? Would you reverse engineer what you're trying to create? I'm assuming that's probably where you're going to go down, but like, how would you do that specifically? And what, what are, what are the things you would think about? Sure. So from a, from a dentist side and a leader side, the first thing I would do is figure out like, what's my perfect day look like? I think so many dentists, yet alone young dentists get pigeonholed into believing that the world has to be what People are telling you it is. Mm -hmm. Most people are in front of you have an agenda, um, which is why they're telling you what they're telling you. Oh, so, man, that's so yeah, true. it's so true. And so always understand why anyone's in front of you. That's number one. But that aside, figure out if you could draw up your best day, 
Mm. And I'm going to say your best day at home and your best day in the practice because start at home, folks. That's number one. Vision starts at home, mm. um, which is which is why oftentimes doing a startup is way better than an acquisition because sometimes people don't start at home and they wake up and they've bought a house and they've done all these things and they've kind of locked themselves into a box. And They're chasing the money, right? Chasing the money. Chasing the money, but... Um, <laughs> Figure out your perfect day looks like. What kind of dentistry do you want to do? Who are you doing it on? What kind of team do you want around you? Um, what's going to make you like feel joy? Because you're going to have great days and you're going to have um, shitty days. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to take the shitty moment, make um, a day, make it look just a moment, right? That passes, and then have like like you said, reverse engineer it. So in your process, you have um, everything figured out. Um, work on your people, work on your process, work on production. Those three things will give you control over money, over systems, uh, over your dentistry. Like that's that's how you get to build your success and not mine. Yeah. Mine should be irrelevant. I, I, I loved the uh, so a couple of things you said in there that was just like for me, like key. And I, and I just want to that's what I do. I throw fire on something genius yeah. that you said so let's throw some fire uh ignite style on uh something that you said so a couple of things uh, i the very first thing folks if you didn't hear it i'm going to say it again someone in front of you has an agenda that's so true yeah. 1000 percent true and having the awareness like he said of what that person's selling what their benefit is and i'm not saying have an unskeptical heart or have a skeptical heart true that's not what i'm saying because a lot of my clients do, oh, why is this guy, what's he trying to do? Or what, you know, and trying just thinking the worst about people. That's not what I'm saying. Sure. But I am saying there, there's clarity and understanding what this person wants out of me. And how it's more about how can I use this person in front of me to, to help me create what I'm looking to do. L less what, you know, what he's, he or she's forcing on me, but more of this is what I'm trying to create. How can I use this this guy or gal's talents to help me create that? Um, and and under so I love that. And then um, the the other piece uh, was, you know, reverse engineering. And and you know, I, I I just had a conversation with a doctor this week, and he's not making any money. Uh, his rent's out of control. Just in general, you can't fix rent, but his wages are also way out of control. And every single person, including a CPA, saying you got to do more, you got to do more production collections. And he's chasing, 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 and he can't find a hygienist to work for him. <laughs> I'm Seattle, right? That never uh, everywhere, by the way, but yeah. extra, extra here. And and he, so and we just keep doing it. Can't find him. I'm like, well, have we ever talked about like reverse engineering on what you're trying to do and actually slim down? might have to let someone go, might have to have some hard conversations, but just changing the model entirely, quit trying to do more, but maybe do less, maybe drop insurances, but really reverse that perfect day. And, and you're right, uh, a startup gets the opportunity uh, totally to, to do that. So yeah, yeah. I, I like what you said there too. Um, you said something super important that maybe some of you didn't quite hear is keep the vision, but how you get to the vision your flexibility, your ability to pivot, like that's going to change. So when you have that perfect day in your brain and the dentistry you like to do in your brain and how much money and all that stuff, there's a, there's a 
multiple of ways you can get there. Don't mm -hmm. marry those ways, but you know, marry what you want out of life every day. How many times have you pivoted, David? I mean, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch. You know, a bunch of times yeah. over the years. Yeah. What's the hardest? What What do you think the hardest part about being uh, a business owner leader in today's world? Like, uh, I, I think you said it with the vision and what team you want to have around you. You yeah. speak a lot about really good leadership stuff, so. I want to tap into that today also with leadership and 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 that's a perfect bridge there. If you're having a vision for what you want to create and you need to hire a team, uh, maybe two, two part question. How do you find the right people? And not physically, like not get an Indeed account and start. Yeah, not, yeah. That's, that's not what I mean. But like, what's the strategy that maybe that's a better question? What's the strategy of finding the right team member to help you execute your vision? That's that's question one. Let's go there first. And then I want to, then let's follow it up with what's the hardest part. So that's coming, that's coming, but that's coming next. That's coming next. But to, so, so what's the strategy on finding and committing and, and getting the right person that's going to help you execute your vision? Sure. I think, and I'll take just like a half a state step back on that one. The first part of it is to figure out who, not so much how, and there's some great books out there that talk all about that. Mm -hmm. um, but as you build your team, realize that don't worry so much on the how to like the process. When I, you know, when I shared a few minutes ago that it takes three things, right? It takes people, process and production. Most people are going to come at you and say it's process, process, process. It is after you have excellent people because people, people first. break process. I love it. That's yeah. great. So you got to get huge. people first. All right. Yeah. People, process. And then what was the third? Production. Production. That makes like, sense. You know, the, in, in each of those, like there's, you know, for us in, in our camp at Ignite, we've got like nine accelerators that feed all of those things. So there's there's way more, there's more depth to it than that. But when you think about people, mm -hmm. how do you find them? I, I mean, for me, like the old adage of searching for attitude over aptitude is king. The only person on your team you need to hire as a startup who has licensure right off the bat is a hygienist. Mm. And quite honestly, if you're doing a startup, uh, maybe you don't have a hygienist right away. You know, yeah. maybe that's something you grow into. But assistants, admins, just look for crazy talented people who love life, love to learn, and they're they're all in. And you meet them every day at restaurants. You meet them every day. At, it's like at a store. It's the person who doesn't just say, "Oh, it's an aisle 12. They're like, "Hey, let me go show you where it is." Exactly. And you know, keep you know, go into every single situation an as an opportunity and think like, I might meet the right person today. And that right person doesn't mean you have to hire them right now. Could be a month, could be a year. Like we, seriously, we have a Rolodex, gonna go old school on verbiage, but we have a drawer full of resumes of people looking to practice with us at East Hammerstein Center. Cause we've done that every day for 25 years. You get your team to help you do that? Oh my God, all the time. We just tell them, listen, constantly be on the lookout for the next great talent. And I'll tell you God's honest truth. Mm -hmm. In 25 years, we've turned over two team members. That's oh it. my gosh. Yeah. We don't turn team over, which is part of the people game, right? You're going to meet a million consultants. They're going to talk about culture. Yeah. Culture is like such a generic term. It is. 
It's about character. Just like you vision mean, is. Just like yeah, right? <laughs> but, yeah, but if, you, yeah. if you think about like, learn to lead from character, learn to build a team with character, then mm -hmm. people don't come and go for five bucks an hour. You know, they're not looking for the greener grass. They get it. They buy into your vision. So for me, it's it's try to hire the right people and then invest, invest, and over-invest in them. And don't worry about if they leave. Just worry about making them the best possible human you can make them. And they're going to understand that you're different and want to stay. Okay. Because we're on the vision part, you said hire and they'll get excited about your vision. Yeah. Okay. So let's tie that back. Okay. So by the time you're looking for a team, you better have a vision crystal. For sure. Because if you can't get someone on the, the vision train, you're going to fail right out of the gate. If you, it, I get the call, I get the text, I get the emails all day long. Can I afford this guy or gal for $25, $27, $32, $37? Yeah. Like, dude, uh, like it's not about that conversation, right? Like I get it. There, there's definitely the metrics and we need to, we need to focus on the metrics, but it's the right person. Um, so, and I'll add a, a little piece. I, I, I've heard this before that your, your parents are the best, their, their parents are the best trainers. And have you heard that before? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> one. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's a great book, and you you mentioned books, Nord the Nordstrom Way. I've listened, I've I read that one a, a long time and a, a few times, and it's all about going kind of like the the extra mile and that whole walking you to the aisle and walking around the counter and handing that bag and just over the top. We've lost that in 2023. <laughs> uh, everybody yeah. blames it on COVID. Don't don't fall into that crap. Um, yeah. you, you have to next level that. And so, um, okay, cool. So, so be, so, so David, when you're going through the interview process, uh, just getting a little bit tangible here, how do you pull that out? How do you know the person right across the way from you gets your vision or, or, or how, I, I, well, like, do you explain your vision in your interviewing? And that, like, how, how do you make sure they're on board with your vision? How do you guys do that? Two people in all the time. Like, that's wild. So what are you doing? Like, let's learn from that. Like, how do you get your vision across? So I'm going to say the first piece of it is I, we just ask a lot of questions. I want to get, I want to real truly, I want to be radically curious. And I want to let the person know on the other side of the table, like, I'm, like, I'm interested in you. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, like I don't care about the dentistry right now. I care about you because that's who I want on my team. I can teach anyone the process, right? If you mm -hmm. want to learn, we're not brain surgeons, we're dentists. Yeah. So we can teach those skill sets. But brain I, surgeons I, are terrible too, by the way. At this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I can't teach somebody to be a curious person. I can't teach someone to really care about other people. So I'm gonna just ask a lot of questions and I wanna see where they go. Yeah. Do they just give me the standard interview trying to impress you answers? Or do they show me that they're equally curious? Like mm -hmm. a great applicant is somebody's done their homework. They've been on my website. Mm -hmm. They know all about me. 
they know all about, you know, Mark and Laura and Marshall and our hygiene team and our admin team. Like they've studied it. They've seen us in the community. Mm -hmm. They've pulled up um, our social media. Mm -hmm. They know all about us like that. For me, when you walk in the door and you're that person, I'm like, I don't have a lot of questions to ask other than to see if we're just a good fit. Mm -hmm. and, and we maybe share some of the same core values in life. Okay. Okay. And but for a startup, though, they're not going to have that bench of background to, to, to explore. Ah, good point. But I love the hundred questions and just figure out the person because every cool job that I've stayed with in the interview process, it wasn't about if I understood what that company was selling or doing. It was all about this. We, we called it the beer test at Bank of America when I worked at Bank of America is okay. They know banking, they know that they, they could do the sales, they could do the follow-up, they're proficient, they're professional, they're all, all those things. But can I hang out with this person yeah. at the bar in this case? So uh, I, I, I love that. So do, at what point do you explain what your vision is with a new applicant? Like, is that like maybe interview two or right before you hire them? Like, how, how's that? Is, I guess, does that come through the questionings, the, the question? Yeah, a lot of it comes through the questioning. I mean, we like to do, I, you know, I'm kind of a scenario guy. Okay, yeah. As well, like I, you know, people can prep for, right? Everybody Googles like all the interview questions and the whole nine yards. But if you were to ask a potential hygienist or an assistant, like, okay, so David Rice walks in the door five minutes late and shares this story, what do we do? Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm almost, sharing my vision through their responses more than I am giving them my vision. I want to know where they naturally sit. Uh -huh. And then at the end, if I feel like this is the right person, right. then we'll just lay out like, hey, here's who we are. Here's mm -hmm. who we want to be to each other. Number one, I'm going to, I'm going to go against the grain. I am not a patient focused dentist. I have okay. never been one in 29 years. Mm -hmm. I'm a team focused dentist. Because I've always felt like when we want to go have a beer with each other, mm -hmm. um, and we really do want to go have a beer with each other, patients will feel that. Yeah. And that's more valuable. And it will be patient focused. That's the result of it. So the result will be the right. The patients will win. Everybody's going to win. But um, we've all felt that vibe going to a friend or a family member's house for dinner on a Friday night where they just had an argument. You're like, eee. I just want to get Something's out. Something's happening here. Something's yeah. happening here. I got, you know, I, you know, like, oh my God, turns out I haven't been on call in 30 years, but I'm on call and I got to go. So yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. I, I love that. I, I, again, I just, I just, I can't guys, I can't overstress this idea of vision and people and culture, all the buzzwords, all the consulting things. Sorry. You got to focus on this stuff because yeah. I get the call all the time, David, where someone's two steps into a startup and I'm asking them some of these questions. Have you figured out the business plan? Have you figured out your vision? Tell me what that looks like. It's it's that same interview that, that I'm having with, with doctors, you guys that I'm, that's listening and, and clueless about this stuff, but yeah. they're, they're running a hundred miles an hour forward with a real estate person and an equipment guy and gal contractor and i'm like whoa like I, I hate to be the guy that slows this thing down but like and and i honestly can say that half maybe 75 percent of my clients get what i'm trying to say here 
Yeah. Even at the end, they're not super clear. And yep. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to explain, but that's why this is episode one, because this is the start. And the more prep on the front end, the more you're going to execute and be successful on the back and the back. hundred percent. Yeah. Frustrating. Well, because I think this is the stuff and, and let's be honest, right? I remember being a young dentist and a dental student. All I wanted was a handpiece in my hand and to be like doing, doing, doing. And we, 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 we sort of taught ourselves that all of this stuff was not even secondary, but maybe tertiary. And in reality, this is not just a dental success thing. This is a life success thing. Yeah. It's 90% vision and the team you build around you and 10% the dentistry. Isn't that the truth? Because I, I always totally. say like the best dentists in town, I don't even know who they are. Why? Because they're yeah. probably not successful. Yeah. They're probably the best. They have no, you know, their margins are amazing. They're, you know, but I don't even know them because they're, they're terrible at the other 90%, like you just said. So focus on that folks. Cause again, I, I, I've said a lot about, you know, we win against the DSOs. Dr. Rice here is winning. He's not even worried about DSOs. You're not, I guarantee you, your practice is not worried about DSOs because head to head, you're going to win. I mean, they're, they have the turnover. They have a different vision for what they're trying to, well, business strategy model, whatever. And, and that's just being very high level. Maybe not all DSOs, but you get what I'm saying. Um, all right. So hardest part about being a leader and um, a business owner, because I think uh, along with that vision, if uh, the consequence of not having good vision um, is just having a bad business in general. And ultimately you're going to have harder uh, a harder way with team and uh, the business in general without uh, vision. So what is the consequence? What's the hardest part about being a, a leader owner? I think the hardest, I'm going to try to put myself back in those shoes. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I know it's been a minute since yeah, I, did you a, do a startup a by the way? Or did you buy a practice? I did three acquisitions and a startup. Okay, so you've seen it all. You've seen I've it done all. it all. Um, okay. I've done the associateship to each one of those things, back to the associateship, and everything in between. So yeah, yeah, I've digged and zagged and um, loved yeah. it all for different reasons. So as a as, as a young dentist who's doing a startup, I think the hardest thing was admitting to myself that I didn't have a lot of the answers, mm -hmm. and then waking up every day worried that I was going to walk into my practice or a room and somebody was going to be like, you really don't know what you're doing, do you? <laughs> and that like fear was over my head all the time. And in the moment of like, like my shoulders relaxing and life just getting really, really good was the moment I realized like, you're not supposed to, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you, what you're supposed to do is recognize that you don't know those things. And then part of your vision is going to build that team around you who, the people that do know those things so you can fast track from wherever it is you are to that next level mm. and not waste two years, three years, five years doing it. Cause listen, we can go on Facebook and hear about all the amazing startups, which is the 2%. And then don't, don't get me started on this. Yeah. Don't get me started on this. Yeah. We can oh, talk about the reality of it all, which is um, all the people who are sharing their voice because mm -hmm. it's hard. Um, but but we all can do it and, and we, 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 we all do a whole lot better when we admit to ourselves that, you know, what, I don't have all the answers. I just need to, I need to learn more today. 
I need to get more streamlined today. I need to surround myself with better people today so I can, so tomorrow and next month and next year, um, I'm in a better spot. I, I, I love that. So, so maybe the hardest part to, to rewind that question and answer is being uh, honest with yourself about how little you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, yeah, my, my quote, I don't know if it's gone viral at this point. I don't think it has, but <laughs> I, I, I always say get comfortable with being uncomfortable for sure because even as a business owner myself leader coach whatever you want to call me uh, i've been very uncomfortable but you, you have that like moment where your heart's beating and you're like oh my gosh your insecurities in the back of your head you don't know how the answers and someone's asking me something all that right um just get comfortable and be honest like it's why i have a team of coaches and not just me because I was like, you know, I don't know, but I, yeah. and I get and I get that a lot. So it looks like next level needs to hire a billing person because I don't know the answer to that, right? So, and that's okay. That it, it's totally okay to not have the answers. With with my acquisition folks, they walk into teams, and these team members pound them with questions day one, and I'm like, yeah, you just just get good at saying, you know, I've hired next level, or I have professionals that help me. I've got mentors i'll get back to you on that no problem let me write that down can i tell I'll, I'll get back to you about next tuesday like you know it's okay you've never done this before <laughs> yeah that and that's a great that's a really great point is we've been um so indoctrinated that we have to come up with the answer in the moment and the reality is um, unless somebody's bleeding in your chair there's you know somebody else's emergency not your emergency Right. It's so take a breath yeah. and say, you know, a great question. I'm going to spend some time on making sure we get all the information together. I'm going to come back to you and, and give you the right answer once instead of the wrong answer 50 times. Or, That's or, awesome. Or making it up. Right. And then you lock yourself in a corner and you go home and you sweat more and more. Your hair falls out and you hate dentistry and all the stuff. Love it. All right. Uh, we'll finish this up here in a minute here. But uh, question one of the final questions here is. For the, for the listeners that aren't in ownership yet, they're thinking about it, <clears throat> um, excuse me, on vision, like, and, and, and not just even vision, but like the beginnings of the process of ownership, startups, acquisitions, you name it, you've done it all. What were some of the resources that really helped or would help our listeners? Because I find that like, to parlay off of what we just talked about, the generation of having to know everything and uh, having Facebook groups and uh, like there's a false reality because you're right. 3% uh, of the, you know, you're only hearing a very small piece yeah. of the success and no one's going to be vulnerable. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is you don't have all the answers. You should know that folks. David just said you don't. <laughs> what were some of the resources and things that you would suggest doing? for these folks, these listeners about before they get into ownership? Like, yeah, are you picking up what I'm trying to put down here? Totally. I feel like, I feel like I'm failing on that question. You're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you are not failing at all. Uh, not at all. I'm going to say the, the number one thing I would say is get with a professional. I mean, you're here, you're listening to somebody who does this all day, every day. You need to get with people who do whatever it is you want in life um, who do it all day, every day, because 
I'm not a good advisor to you if I've only done one startup. <laughs> I'm not a good advisor to you if I've done one acquisition. That gives me one unique experience and I could be, um, I could have done a lot of things right. I could have been really lucky. I could be failing and faking yeah. it. There's a million things that I can do that can hurt you. So get with people who do this stuff all day, every day. And then the next part of it is um, dive into the deep end of the pool. Don't listen to 20% of it or 50% of it. Like follow the process a hundred percent or minimally 90% and trust that it's, you know, all these kinks and things that you don't know about, they've all been worked out. Yeah. You know, give it the best chance for you to succeed because you're the one who's spending the time and the money and this is your vision. So find a small circle of people, trust them. I'm going to say this, get off Facebook groups. So true. Uh, sorry, um, get so off of them because again, most of the information, it's not information, right? It's affirmation. You feel good about it. Oh gosh. That's not great advice. So if you're, if, if, if you can go to a Facebook group or message board, you know, just as a generic term and you can filter, if you're, if you have that skill set, go there. Go but there. if yeah. you find yourself just following opinion, mm -hmm. then don't go. Now, Dude, oh my gosh, uh, folks! I hate that this happened at the end of the episode because we <laughs> usually lose our listeners on the front end. That's just how podcasts go. Yeah. I, if I could take that and throw in the beginning, and Dan, my editor, hey, maybe we throw that in the front because that is gold. I, I, I now don't get me wrong, like next level gets found by those groups, right? And so, yeah, so you can find bad. some, you can find some cool stuff there, but. I think to your point with the filtering, like, hey, what's what's a really good deal on inner oral cameras? Sure, that's a great Facebook post. Like, let's talk about the pros and cons. And it's very black and white, almost binary. Um, but like, do not take advice from a New York doctor, downtown New York. You know, they have different problems than a Kansas or an Ohio doctor than than a California doctor. Like, these are extreme cases how could you take advice from that even this podcast shoot i mean we try to stay pretty high level don't we david but your situation might be totally different i mean this is this Absolutely. is a good one this is a good one for everybody but i'm just saying in general free information is what it is and it starts a conversation but it shouldn't be your blind uh follow agreed man that that yeah. was that was fantastic um back back to uh uh ignite dds um some of this stuff's on there, right? Like maybe get off Facebook and join your, your crew. I mean, I, I mean, that makes sense. A selfish plug for you, but uh, do you guys keep it super real like that? Like what are some programs you guys have to offer? Yeah, we keep it very real. So, and again, to your point, social media is both good and bad. So use the good in it. Um, so you can find us, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, the whole nine yards, use it as high level and say, hmm, does that feel right? Does that sound right? But then that's just an introduction. Yeah. If you really want to learn more, we run uh, business masterminds levels one and two. We run clinical masterminds levels one and two. And then, yeah, we deep dive with um, 10 practices max a year mm -hmm. by design because, um, 
you know, I don't want to be the jack of all trades. We want to be really targeted and great at what we do because mm -hmm. we get, you know, we got guys like Mike here who know what they're doing and, and it's better for the young dentists that we work with for us to be really collaborative with the best people in the industry. I love it. And we've got teams of people all over the U.S. and Canada for that. That's that's super cool. Um, last kind of track or run into the finish line here. Um, and thanks, David, for giving us today your time. Sure. It's, again, it's said it in the front. I'll say it in the back. Keep saying it. Um, uh, I asked the question about what to do before you go down this ownership path. And and D David, Dr. Rice said, find people that know this stuff and do it every day. I say, I'll add to that, uh, interview hard, do your research hard on the front end. You can't just give someone blind trust because there's a lot of folks out there that aren't going to, you know, give it the, the you know, 150% or whatever the scenario is, who knows where they're coming from. But my point is, is interview hard and, and make good decisions. But once you commit and make that decision, that's when you go 100 percent like 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 david said is yeah if you hire next level and you only do 20 percent because we're still trying to figure out trust you're literally missing it because there's yep. a lot of stuff there i have i've had two million dollar startups uh proud to say that i've done a lot more than two startups <laughs> okay i've done a lot more than two but i have done two million dollar startups in the last 12 months and I can honestly say that those two did 150% that they took what I told them and took it up to the next level. I can't get people to do 40% people, yeah. clients, friends, partners. I love them all. I'm being mean to, but it's true. It's true. Go all in, but don't blindly trust anything to add to that. I mean, vetting people. I mean, let's, let's finish with that. Like, just like interviewing teammates, any suggestions on on vetting professionals? Because here we are at the top of startup. We're about to hire a bunch of people, contractors, equipment reps, IT, consultants, you name it, marketing people. Any tips, last question, on hiring the right professionals that fit you and what you're trying to do? Yeah, I love that. So I know um, as a young person, and I was you at one point, that sometimes you get weary of big groups of people who've been in the industry for multiple decades, right? And you think like, oh, that's big brother. And they've been doing it way for 30 years, 40 years. I should steer clear of them. They've been doing it that way for 30 or 40 years because they're really good at it. So I would say, you know, hold a lot of those folks who've been in the game for multiple decades in high esteem. And you can narrow the ocean of people out there by sticking in tighter circles of people who've not only done this well, you know, for six months, but who've been done it for a while um, and in a lot of ways. And they all, we all know each other. So when you hear the same name pop up a half a dozen times as it's a great person, that's a great person. They have a great gig. Um, their, their clients do really well. Make a list. And then if you don't hear their name multiple times and it's someone you're interviewing, ask. Mm -hmm. Now, professional people might be quiet, but quiet tells you a story that maybe this should be my third or fourth choice, not my first choice, but you know, ask. I love that. That's great. David, thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate cheers. you. Um, uh, below, uh, we're gonna have some information on Ignite DDS. Of course, you all know Dentistry IQ. Don't need to plug that one, but 
just in general, um, I want you guys to be able to get a hold of this this man and his organization because what they're doing for you all is is super cool. Just like this podcast is a big give. What he's doing is a big give for you, and I want you all to have that resource. So check out the descriptions um, uh, and uh, and get a hold of this guy because because they're doing some fun things. Thanks thanks again, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Cheers.